You're going back to Arkham, Joker. <laughs> oh, that's fine by me, Bats. At least there I get to listen to the Jack of All Nerds show on Chaotic Radio, Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m. The Jack of All Nerds, Sundays from 8 to 10 p.m. That's what I just said, Bats. Try to keep up, will you? That's the show where they talk about comics, movies, gaming, sci-fi, fantasy, comedy, pop culture, and a number of other things. Exactly! And it's hilarious! I know, right? I mean, uh... Why, Batbrain, are you a fan? Oh, Batsy, we have something in common. Looks like it could be love. <laughs> Shut up, Joker. Let's go listen to it together, Bats. What you're about to listen to is part of the Podgods Network. If you go to podgodsnetwork.com, you'll find other great shows there too. Have a nice day. My calculations are correct. When this baby hits 88 miles per hour, you're going to see some serious shit. Hey guys, welcome back to the 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast, episode 19. Of course, my name is Renata, or Nata Beans on Instagram, whatever you like to call me, and my wonderful, awesome co-host. And it's Cinch. Hello, everyone. And today is a, a very special episode. Uh, normally, I know I say that when I'm referring to movies, but today's episode is completely different because it's the first time we ever, ever have a guest on our show, our very first guest, you can say... This guest is, uh, you know, breaking our cherry of just completely having only me and Renata. But, <laughs> sir, please introduce yourself. You know him. If you know Brothers Bear, you've you've heard him on our special Halloween episode that we have. So, sir, take it away. Uh, hello, everyone. I am Michael Maxwell, host of the Jack of All Nerds podcast. Um, you can check us out on www.jackofallnerdspodcast.com, our website. Woohoo! Awesome, sir. Thank you for coming on the air. Uh, we have a special movie lined up today. Actually, it was chosen by our guest, but we'll get all into that later on. So, first and foremost, as always, we do some shout-outs. Fans. Okay, I have no shout-outs on Instagram, but I have a few who do watch the show and actually... If they have well, one of them listen. is um, oh, listen, <laughs> listen, listen. Um, I sorry guys, I messed that up a lot. I say watch instead of listen. Please ignore that <laughs> every time I do that, or you can count and see how much you know money you get. Like every every time I say that, it's a dollar. No, that'd be pretty bad. But anyway, the first um, person that I'm shouting out to is a guy by the name of Jonathan. He is my boyfriend's little brother who graduated high school, and today was his party, and he loves our show. He loves, he loves listening to it. He, right. um, Wait, how talks. old is he? Oh, so, all right, so you said since he graduated high school, so that would mean, what, he's like 18, right? Or 17? Yeah, 18. 18. All right, on. See, that's what's cool, because it's like, 
I remember I was um I was it was la- no a year and a half ago I was a youth leader at church with like you know I was a bunch of around a bunch of like just high schoolers and a lot of them had no idea what Back to the Future was and it made me sad because I was just like wow oh. like you know you should like I don't know it just feels like certain that's like that's so odd it's weird yeah and and it's just cool that you know like now I mean maybe it's based in area could be I don't know so but I mean I'm just glad that you know this kid like is listening to an 80s show and gets everything you know oh yeah he's a big 80s fan he watches a ton of movies like i do so whatever we talk about he's just like right on that he's like oh my god he was like you know that movie you guys got some really awesome like facts about it you guys really know much about it and it's funny when you guys argue (laughs) so yeah he's a really awesome kid and congratulations again i love you you're like a brother that i never had so cool um my second and last um, shout-out goes to you, Mike, because I love your whole name, Michael Maxwell. It's such a awesome whole name to say. So. That's only part of it. I actually have four names. I have, I have two middle names, as a matter of fact. say it. Michael James Richard Maxwell. The hell? Well, it's very, it's very, um, like, uh, Bill S. Preston Esquire. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> that's awesome. And it, and it's so, like, what's funny is that your name is so, like, like, movie, movie character sounding, like, Michael yeah. Maxwell, you know? Like, it, it's like, I don't know, like, it, it does, it just sounds like, that's why, and it's cool, like, it's a whole thing. I don't know, I always thought it was cool. It sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, Appleton and him should meet. <laughs> My friend, by the way, if no one knows who I'm talking about, Abigail Appleton, so... That does sound very, very uh, moving quality as well. Really good. Like a fake meme, but it's really her. And she's awesome, and I love her. Love you. Oh, she listened to the show? Yeah. Oh, okay. She's, she's really into, like, finding out new things. She's a writer. She wrote a lot of novels. Well, I mean, I don't care about <laughs> what she does. I just want to know if she listens to the show, because then at that point, you saying, hey, I love you doesn't go anywhere. Cause she ain't gonna well, hear I it. Love her, okay? I love you, Abby. Don't care what they say. I love you. That's no, all but uh, what I'm pointing out is if you're like saying, "Hey, I love you. You're my best friend." Blah blah blah. And she never listens to the show. It's just gonna go on deaf ears. You know. No, she, I just said she listens to the show like two times. No. Well, when I asked, you're like, "Yeah." <laughs> like you weren't even sure. All right. Well, cool. Okay. All right. Well, anyways. Shoutouts. All right. Well, for, I have just two shoutouts. One. 8050 Pete finally uh, replied to us, returning that he got his prizes. So awesome. Uh, you know, congrats to you, sir. Um, we actually have a contest that's going to be starting tomorrow. We're going to post all the details, and Renata is going to tell us all about it um, on tomorrow's post. So stick stick around. So if you're listening to this that um, on the day of its release, Monday, you're going to see later on. Keep an eye out on the Instagram because you'll see the release of our new contest. And last shout out I want to give to is to the podcast, Jack of All Nerds podcast, because Michael is on the show as a guest on and his podcast is very just filled with all. I mean, actually, as myself, I've been a guest on his show, not through 88, but through my other podcast, Brothers Bear. We've actually sat in. They've both, you know, him and and co-host Derek have both sat in on our show. And it's a, it's a great show if you, if you guys like just every everything just you know geek related but in comedy standards not just you know some shows are just geek and they just talk 
no, this is all comedy too. Like these guys are funny. You, you, and it's a really good show, so I want to give them a shout out. So thank you guys, especially you, sir, for being on the show with us. Oh, I thank just you. because like the last couple times you called him the jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kept doing that on the, <laughs> and then the guys would call me on that. So. <laughs> no, well, it's a, it's great being here. Like uh, I I loved being on uh, Brothers Bear, and I've uh, been excited and waiting for this to happen. So I'm, I'm very excited to be here today. So thank you guys. Aw, thank you. You're awesome. We love we love your show. I listen to it all the time. It's an awesome, funny show. Awesome. You were one of the actually the first people to to contact me about like because like there were people that weren't just podcast related. They were just like, oh, I like eighties. Can I be on the show? But you were like one the first person who was like, oh, dude, let me when you let me know. And we were barely probably like on episode like two or three or something like that so i was mm-hmm. like oh yeah once we get you know because i wanted to do a few before we do start having guests but i remember you were the first one and then when we're like all right i think it's time now for us to have guests you were the first name i was like all right he was the first one i asked we got to go call him i know he's up for it and then plus i know you're a movie fan and a lot of times you like when when we when we had you on the show when you were talking movies a lot of your lists of movies and when it was the halloween episode were like you know, kind of out of the 80s and stuff like that. And you're like, I know 80s, I'll do it. So I was just like, all right, so of course, I'm going to be a perfect candidate to have on the show. So this is awesome. So first and of- You guys had me at your poster with the uh, Back to the Future. And then I think, uh, Renata, you're in like a Molly Ringwald outfit, aren't you? Yes, I am. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of wish, like, I mean, okay, the whole thing was Sanch wanted me to do the laying down pose, like, with my arm, and it couldn't look out right, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, I can't do it. I'm texting him as I'm taking the pictures. I'm like, I can't do this. I was like, we have to think of another pose. He's like, nerd, and that's what he called me. He's like, nerd, you have to do that pose. Like, it would just fit well. I was like, you know what? Can I just do the standing up one, like, by the locker? He's like, fine, I guess. <laughs> so, like, it actually worked out pretty good, but, like, I don't know. I mean, we have to do an updated, uh, an updated, um, I think we need to do an updated one. Cause like I lost a little bit of weight and Sanch grew a beard. So I think it's worth <laughs> enough yeah. to like, die. no, no worries. Well, well, I mean, we have to do, I, I want to create a new logo, so we will be doing that for sure. So yeah. Um, <laughs> but with you, sir, you said that it's like, Oh, I, you, you had me on your guys's logo, your picture. Um, so it's like, but you, you know, obviously you wanted a guest on the show and everything. So you guys, you're a movie fan. So for our fans who don't know you, never listen to your show. So this is the opportunity where as ourselves, we get to learn about you. Our fans together will get to learn about you. So first and foremost, we want to know, you know, mm-hmm. what is your, your favorite? Cause I, I don't want to just do as a, your all-time favorite 80s movie, you know, because it's just like, all right, I mean, I could, I could say what is your favorite all-time 80s movies, but the hell with it. What is it? Um, well, funnily enough, the, the movie that I have chosen to talk about today is not only my favorite 80s film, it's actually my favorite movie of all time. Oh, really? And that wow. Song. Wow. Yeah. That's great. And that is Clue. <laughs> all right well there you there you have it. okay so we that is the movie if uh we're going to be doing later on in the episode is we're going to be talking about clue it's what our guests decided to do okay so clue um i i, I mean christ it, it sucks because like i want to start asking about it but i'd rather wait <laughs> okay so 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 you know ba- uh, well how old are you exactly 
Um, hold on, let me think about that. I'm 30. <laughs> it's 2014. I'm 33. I'll be 33 this year. 30. All right, all right, cool. Likewise as me. Okay, so then that means that you, you know, you you were uh, obviously a kid in the 80s. I want to know what mm-hmm. what was the stuff you enjoyed as a kid when it came to cartoon shows. What you grew up watching. Oh, I grew up on, uh, let's see, um, the Thundercats, G.I. Joe, Transformers. Uh, There was a a cartoon that nobody remembers from back then called Brave Star, which uh, was one of my favorites. I don't know. Do you you, you remember it? Brave Star? Brave Star. Yeah, it was like like a space cowboy show, and he was like Native American sort of. He had the power he could call on the strength of the bear or the sight of the eagle, and in typical, like, shows like Voltron, where they all have to combine in order to beat the bad guy, like, he couldn't do anything unless he called on all his powers at the same time. Um, it was it was a weird, quirky little show. Like a, a robot I'm, I'm looking at the images right now. You know what? No, I never I never watched this show. Or if I did, I don't remember it. Damn. Yeah. And things like, uh, you know, He-Man, She-Ra, those kinds of things are all in the same vein of that. And I, I loved all that stuff. <laughs> and there's like a horse that like stands up on his like two hind legs that fights by his side. Yeah, his, and he's like part robotic or something. Yeah, like yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. No, I you know what? I, usually when people tell me stuff, I'm always that one person that oh I know what you're talking about, but I I never I don't even remember that one. I missed that one completely. Sadness. I haven't found anybody. <laughs> I haven't found anyone that knows it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I I don't I don't know that one. Okay, what about were you a gamer? Were you a Nintendo fan? Uh, Master System, Sega Master System. Were you any? Um, well, I was uh, I was on the poor side, so I didn't actually get a Nintendo until like Super Nintendo came out. So I was behind <laughs> all the systems, but um, I did game as much as I could. Yeah. So. So it it would it would have been like as if like everybody got a DVD player and you just got a VCR. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm a spoiled brat, so like I can't talk. Because <laughs> you are. That's why. Like I I I just said like when it came to the whole like Molly Ringwald thing, it's like you are the damn princess because you are freaking spoiled. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I mean, if we're going to go into that whole conversation, we'll talk about that, like, later on. <laughs> but I guess I am. Yeah, you want to get that. You've told me that. You're like, I am a princess. In my dad's eyes. That's what I was trying to explain to you. Yeah, that's like, fine. It's okay. You know, that's why I'm like... Everyone else you know. doesn't think so. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, sir. So what... What I, I, I want to know, what is your, your favorite 80s moment memory that you have something about like let's just say would it you know because with me i remember I, I mean i talked about this the, the year where it, it was the same year that my brother when we ran out to the living room during christmas time to the left of like both our gifts were there to the left he just got the sega master system and i got my pet monster and i remember that christmas day and i'm like that was such like i mean it was it was an 80s memory moment in which i still have my pet monster with me where the hell is he? he's right here <laughs> um, nice but nice. um but what do you have something like that like when that revolves around something well, i have a i have a i have a memory um i don't know if it's a good one but it's similar to what you just described in uh, regards to the year that nintendo came out christmas morning arrived there was a box that was about the size of the nintendo box 
wrapped under the Christmas tree. And I got all excited because my mom knew I wanted a Nintendo. And I opened it up, and there was it was rocks with a smaller box uh, inside that led to... I don't even remember what the gift was. It was so... <laughs> Man, but that like she went out of her way. She went out of her way to dis- disguise this gift. That's horrible. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was, it was pretty awful. <laughs> that sucks. I mean, you, I mean, I probably. Cried. I would have cried right then and there. I'd been like, "You horrible parents! Why would you do that?" <laughs> that is harsh to do to a little kid. I mean, now it's like you could laugh about it, talk about it, but what, then I'm like, "Damn, that must have sucked." <laughs> yeah, it was, it was messed up. <laughs> oh god i never i i had something harsh happen to me before when i was a kid but like nothing has to do with christmas christmas you don't mess with me i work my ass off to be the good girl that i'm supposed to be get good grades not get into any trouble and that's what i get like you know i just couldn't if i had got a box of rocks with a little gift and i would have been like i would have cried I'd yeah, in the car with you, you would you just you yeah. would have gotten what you wanted right away no, I wouldn't. I have to work. Listen, truth <laughs> be told, you can ask my mother and my father the next time they're on the show. I have. I just deserve everything because I work hard at it. I am a good person. I'm very nice to everybody. So you deserve it. I deserve or it because I work my ass Or you earned it. I deserve it. I deserve it and earn it. Deserve and earn. All right. Yeah. Well, you know what? This actually brings up a topic. Even though it, the only, it has nothing to do with this part, but what you, but what we were somewhat talking about, and I want to know. A Christmas story. How do you feel about it, Michael? What are your thoughts uh-huh. on a Christmas story? Because on this show, it, it, it's our, we've already got into this where Renata hates a Christmas story, and I love a Christmas story. So where do you stand on a Christmas story? What are your thoughts? Uh, I th- a Christmas story for me is one of those, like, there's a nostalgia for it because I remember it when I was a kid. I haven't actually seen it in a very long time. Um, I think it's a horrible Christmas movie, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I think it's a very, like, I, I think it's a funny movie. Like just the, the way it's filmed and the, the voiceover and, and a lot of the, the gags I think are, are very funny, but yeah, I think it's a terrible Christmas movie. Thank you. Oh my God. Marry me, please. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. All right. Damn it. I'm alone on this. All right. Okay. Uh, understandable. <laughs> but, but what was we're going to be? The tables are going to be turned on me again, once again. Like, oh, you don't like a Christmas thing right on it? Oh, what's the matter with you? You're supposed to be an 80s lover? And I'm like, I just don't like like, it. "Ah, I was hoping. Okay. All right. So then if, all right, you're, you're, you know, you think it's a horrible, well, what would be your like favorite 80s Christmas movie then? Um, probably, and I'm thinking this is 80s, but it may be later, uh, but it would be probably uh, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. Yeah, that's actually, it's at oh, the yeah. tail end of the 80s. I it's think it's 80, 89, I believe. It's 89. I was thinking that. It probably was on the cusp. Yeah. Being yeah, that one That one is great. We will be doing that as a uh, Christmas. I know I'm talking randomly. It's like, I- I'm in the room right now. I'm sweating recording this episode, and we're talking Christmas, but... It just, it came up at that moment, you know? All right, so then, so when it comes to, like, it, you know, uh, where, I, I, I want to know, what would be, because we, I mean, I know I'm going to put you on the spot, but I we, we honestly mm-hmm. want to know, how do you stand on the, on, on your top, like, let's just say, if you can, five 80s movies because me and Renata we've gone I mean I can't even think about it but we've gone where we're like oh yeah Breakfast Club you know Back to the Future like we've we've created our list 
But what mm-hmm. is your your list? Like, where if you can even do one? I know number one obviously is Clue, but can yeah, you think the, of? I think for the most part, I can do that. The because there's movies that obviously they just stand out from my childhood, and so those will always have a special place for me. And there's there are movies that I can still watch today. Um, the Princess Bride is easily yeah. one of those, um, and Labyrinth is oh. one of those. Um, but yeah, top five. Mm. I have a guilty pleasure. Can I say that? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, go for it, man. I mean, it, that's why I was putting you on the spot. So it's one of those where, like, I should have probably told you beforehand because it's really one you want. Because <laughs> I remember afterwards, we, we changed the following week of an episode. We're like, no, 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 we completely changed our list because you sometimes leave out movies. So mm-hmm. if you have a guilty pleasure, let's let's talk that. What would be your guilty pleasure? Because I actually posted a guilty pleasure, an 80s guilty pleasure movie. So what is yours? It would be Adventures in Babysitting. <laughs> oh, we <just> that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since we just did it so fresh, let's let's talk about this. All right, so so why why is it that you you see it as an uh, a guilty pleasure is it, movie? Is it guilty pleasure? Because I don't think it's a I don't know if it's a great movie, but I like. When you see it as a kid, like, it's just, like, this high adventure in the big city. Um, and I thought, I think it's great. I haven't actually seen it in a very long time. Yeah. But I do remember that was one that I used to watch quite regularly as a kid. So. Huh. <laughs> I think it's actually on Netflix. If you ever, if you have a Netflix account, it is on Netflix. I don't. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that, that. And we were discussing how, like, um, Sanj was just, like, really shocked about, Girls actually like do that. Like they blast their music and they dance and like they get all primped and ready for like a big date or a big <laughs> event. And I do that. I did it. And I told the story last week that like, I mean, do you believe in that? Like, do you believe that girls get all psyched and ready and shaking their tail feather like you know ready for a date? <laughs> I, I think it's BS. I, yeah. You what? What I just said, I just said yes. I agree oh, okay. with her. And I remember the first time I saw that movie, I actually thought uh, that Elizabeth Shue was singing in the beginning. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't get because I was so young. Yeah, and I didn't get that she was just like mouthing along with the playing rec- uh, recording. <laughs> now, are, are you yes, like? Yes, darling, that's the crystals. <laughs> are you are you like me, Michael? Where now, like, because growing up, I said this last week's episode. Growing up, that song. Every time I heard that song, when when he kissed me, I always pictured Adventures in Babysitting. But after I saw Goodfellas, mm-hmm. that's all I could ever think about is that scene when they <laughs> they show up at the club and he's walking with her and they're going down the stairs through the kitchen. All that. That's all I ever think about now is Goodfellas is that damn song. <laughs> Just changed your whole perspective on life. <laughs> it did. <laughs> All right, you know what? Our fans want to know. I, I, we're going to just change gears a little quickly on this one. I mean, not gears, but we're with the interview process. But, Renata, you didn't really post what was your guilty pleasure for the fans because I know the fans wanted to know. What is Renata's guilty pleasure? Because I posted that mine was Big Business. It's a movie with Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler. And I watched that as a kid really? in the theaters when it came out. And It's a great flick, actually. <laughs> oh, you, you've seen it? Yes. That's where they play the, the twins. Yes, right? yes. Where they get, yeah, I love that. They I get love that separated movie. at birth, so then they got their their twins, but separate sets of twins, and then one's all rich, the other one's like very country, and then 
they they're trying to buy the farm or something so they go to the city they run into each other. i don't know i really like it you know it's it's a funny movie and and um uh but like it's like to me it's like it's such a like guilty pleasure like it is one of those where like i feel embarrassed like yeah i like that movie you know <laughs> um it's not like i could be like oh yeah it's goonies or back to the future so you know and renata what about you renata do you have a, an actual 80s guilty what is it um I watched it recently because I was just in the mood of watching, like, I guess, like, I wanted just to see what movies that I didn't see from the 80s, and I just wanted to, like, you know, just check it out. It's actually between two. Yeah. Uh, say anything. I think that's, like, my guilty pleasure because really? I've always dreamed of a guy holding a boombox over his head and just, like, you know, my favorite song. <laughs> and, like, you know, I'm just, like, a corny girl that wants, like, the, I'm, like, a hopeless romantic. I want everything from, you know, roses to my door randomly to, like I said, guys with a boombox outside my door professing his love. Yeah. But there was this one movie, and I think you might know the title of it. It really wasn't a popular movie, but it was considered very 80s-ish. The guy from Pretty in Pink, he was, like, the real preppy guy. And in this movie, he played, like, a kid coming into, ta- coming into town. And he, he was on a bike. He always rides his bike. And he likes to read. And then, like, he goes to this new high school. And this gang, um, like, messes with him because he's the new kid. And then he falls in love with the girl who's in the gang. And then, like, she, he always purposely tries to meet up with her. And she's she kind of looks like she's from Flashdance. She has, like, really, like, long hair. I don't know, but like it's like a love story containing the two. I just don't know it, and that was like my guilty pleasure. And you, like you said, it was the it was, which, which guy from Pretty in Pink? Cause was it was it Ducky? He was like a tall blonde, he was like real stuck up, like really tall, skinny, like you know, like the one who told Andrew McCarthy, like you know, to not be with Molly Ringwald. Oh, you know, they. Oh, David uh, Spader, James Spader. I think so. Yeah. So I think, yeah, it was his, I forget what the title was, but it was sort of like a gang movie, like an 80s gang movie. And I, <laughs> I, I don't. And I kind of liked it. I don't know why. Like, it was, <laughs> it was just funny and, and awesome. And Robert Downey Jr. is in it, too. Oh, he is? Hmm. Yeah, he plays the drummer of, like, a band that's, like. Oh, it's called Turf Turf. <laughs> yeah, <there you> go. <laughs> 1985, Turf Turf. Uh, turf, turf. A street rebel <laughs> and his gang have trouble understanding themselves and their world. I've never even heard. Have you ever heard of this, Michael? Nope. Yeah, I, I've never right, heard. Of this. <laughs> Where enemies are made, reputations are earned, and love is the most risky affair <laughs> of all. <laughs> I don't know where we at on time. There's actually a lot of, of terrible movies from the '80s that I enjoy watching. Um, that's I've never heard of that one, but there's <laughs> like I don't know. It's just when you look back at filmmaking in the '80s, there's a lot of stuff that was not really great, but it's one of those like you just either it's the the nostalgia or you know for, for whatever reason like uh, I don't do you remember Gleaming the Cube with Christian Stewart? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, this is an awful I movie. Yeah, it's it an awful movie, but I love it. Yeah, I grew up watching that movie a lot, and yeah, I, I I know what you mean. It's such a horrible movie. Like I've seen it recently, and I was like, damn, why did I love this movie so much? <laughs> but the whole chase scene on the freeway with the skateboard, <laughs> Tony Hawk makes an appearance yep. in the movie. It, it's it's such a good movie, it, and it's one of those movies that it's like they do it to this day. Whenever something is trendy in the world, something's popular, 
they'll always base a movie around it. You know, they did it with when race, you know, street racing was huge. They did Fast and the Furious, you know, when, you know, MMA was becoming huge. They did like the Warrior or Brothers or whatever the hell. Uh, I mean, Warriors. I mean, the Warrior, you know, like they've always done stuff like that when, when stomp dancing was, you know, getting... And that was it. Skateboarding was huge. Got all huge in the 80s. So it's like, let's make a movie around it. And what they do? They did Gleam in the Cube. They also did, I think, like a movie called BMX. I remember watching that one, too. Yeah. I think Nicole mm-hmm. Kidman's in that one or something like that. Um, I, There's another movie, too, where there's, like, skateboarders, but they fight. And they're in a gang. And they battle each other while they're skateboarding. Yeah, there was one. I don't even know if it was 80s that was, like, rollerblades. It was called Roller Boys with a Z. Do you remember that? I think Keeper Sutherland was in it. Oh, no, isn't it Roller Babies? No, 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 it's Roller Boys. It's, like, in the future, but I think it was made in, like, the late 80s or 90s. Is um is one of the Lost Boys in that one? I can't remember. Yeah, I think it's Keeper Sutherland. Oh. There was another Roller Blade movie, but, like, Disney Channel put it out. I can't remember oh. what it was called. I thought that's really like, talking about that, because that's, like, the only, like, one of the only Roller Blade movies that I knew. And it was, like, it was the same thing, like, um, you know, gang versus gang. I'm seeing Roller Boys, but I don't know. That one says 1995. Yeah, like I said, I wasn't sure if it was 80s or not. I just know it was a terrible movie. They tried to take rollerblading and make it seem all hardcore, like gang style. <laughs> I see one, Pr- Prayer of the Roller Boys. That's yeah. I think that's the full. That's the full title. I think. Oh, okay. That might be it. Because I know what, what's his name, Corey Hames, in that one. Oh, God. And oh, Patricia God. Arquette, it looks like. I I don't know if that's it. Who knows? Yeah, I'm not sure. All right. Well, you know what? Actually, I'm shocked that we we got in. We've already gotten up to the almost a half hour mark, like in like a maybe three minutes. So I say we just get right into it. So normally we'll be the ones to introduce the movie, but since you're the guest, you wanted this movie. I thought you introduce us with the movie that we're going to be doing right now. Go for it. Okay, so we're going to be talking about 1985's Clue, the movie. Should I have done that better? I don't know. Like, like a... <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Hey, on the 88 Miles an Hour podcast, we're talking about Clue, the movie from 1985. All right, man, yeah. <laughs> I feel like you should have, like, thrown a song in there. You're like, all right, we got this top hit, 86. Like, it, like, sounded so, like, you know, when it, like you were about to, like, up next right now, we got this song for you, ladies and gentlemen. You know, boom, boom, and playing that song. <laughs> awesome. All right, sir. You do however you feel comfortable. You're the guest. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so so as you heard, ladies and gentlemen, we're we're doing Clue, uh, and actually this movie was also produced by Deborah Hill, who um, was also actually was a producer to Ad- Ad- Adventures in Babysitting, the same film that we did last week. When I was watching the movie, I saw that. And I'm all, hey, her, that, that name sounds familiar, and I'm like, oh, I realized it was that. And also too, it was um, it, I, I know it was a, a story by uh, John Landis. So yeah, so I I didn't know any of this because I like I said I had not seen it in years. But before I fully get into it, we want to know why is this out of all the '80s movies, out of all movies of all time, why is this? your favorite movie of all time why is it your favorite 80s movie of all time so this is your well, tell us um part, part of, i love comedy probably more than any other genre and i love ensemble comedy and i feel like this is one of the best 
like ensemble casts that I've ever seen on film together. Like I love everybody. Their performances are all great. I think the writing is brilliant. The, you know, the, the physical comedy in it was great. Um, I'm, I'm a fan of the board game, although that really doesn't have a ton of bearing on my love for the movie. Yeah. Um, I, uh, and one of the reasons that it holds a special place probably in my heart is that I, I'm, you know, I'm an actor, I'm a writer, and I've written a, a lot of stage plays and had a lot of them produced and stuff, but the movie that inspired me to write my first play was Clue. And the play that I wrote was very similar in that it was like a, an ensemble cast, it was like a spy comedy, and I wrote three different endings, um, and we performed it just like kind of like the movie does. <laughs> Mike, I gotta uh, interrupt you really quick. Um, I did, I do high school plays, I like to act and everything. I was just wondering, did you ever hear of the play called While the Lights Were Out? Um, no, I don't think I have. Um, because it's very similar to Clue, and I played, um, like, it was kind of a mixture between Panther, like, the Pink Panther and Clue, and I was, like, um, pretty much, like, uh, the main detective who's, like, you know, thinks he knows everything, but he winds up being stupid, like, and then, like, he has, like, his, like, very pretty, uh, sidekick who, um, you know, is very intelligent, and they always are fighting, bickering. I played her, and it, it had, like, a mixture of, like, the maid, the butler, like, who was in the, like, the parlor, and who did this, who killed who, and I was just wondering if you, like, knew that. Yeah, no, I'm not familiar with that, but it's, that sounds fun. Um, yeah, it was awesome. It was really funny. You can feel yeah. me right now. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I cut you off. I apologize. Go on. No problem. No, I was just going to say, like, I, I, every time I watch Clue, I, I wish somebody would have made, like, just a stage adaptation, because I would love to do it. I know there is an actual Clue, the musical, that's a stage production, but it's not the same as the movie. It's, like, completely different. It's more based on the board game. Oh, and, it is? Yeah. You want to know why I think so? Because it's a lot of um, fast pace and a lot of fast moving of the words. Like, people will be like, oh, what did he say? What did he say? Because, like, if you notice towards the end, Tim Curry's just like, and then this happened. And because of this, da 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 And then, da, da. And then like, you know, it would just drive, like, people like, oh, my God, what did he just say? Like, <laughs> like people who never seen Clue before. I think, and it's supposed to be that way. It's supposed to be like that comedy you know like oh my god like that's funny he's saying really things but people just wouldn't get it if they never saw it so it, it i don't know i think it can happen but that's i mean that's how i write all my plays it's a very there's a lot of people coming on and going off a lot of entering and exiting and a lot of like slapstick comedy and people who yeah. are morons i think uh Crime, mur- crime, and murder are always very funny when people are stupid. Like that. <laughs> I love it. It's great. So, all right. So, this movie. When was the first time you saw this movie? Actually, Ooh, I, I don't even remember. It's it's been so long. But I, I owned when I had videotapes. I owned three different copies of it on videotape. One for me to watch. One in case I wore out the copy that I had to watch, and one, and one to lend to people so that I was never without the movie. Oh wow! All right, so that that is a true freaking fan. That, that is dedication. Seriously, and I, I never even did that. Like hell, the only time I do that is with like a comic book, but I've never. Yeah, tried to that for Back to the Future. <laughs> you know. I mean, Christ, it's like that's crazy. I'm on to have. I mean, especially in VHS, I have like three copies. I mean. Yeah, I think I still have my VHS copy in the garage. I know I have a VHS copy of The Princess Bride uh, in storage. Oh, right on. 
Yeah. <laughs> it's like all antique now and everything. But it's still cool because you're like, it's VHS, you know, worth nothing. But it's still cool to know that, <laughs> hey, this was what I, I watched when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah. I keep them because I still have a VHS player. And the reason why I watch them is because the trailers are just either so funny or they just bring oh. back memories. Like, the trailers before the movie, like, I have Clueless on VHS. And, like, all the trailers, like, before, like, the movie comes on, just just great. You know, and I, that's why I mainly just put it on a habit still. So, <laughs> that's why I enjoy those. All right, so tell, yeah. tell us more about this movie, sir. Like, what... Um, wh- Aside from, I mean, you kind of did say what you love about it, but like, let's go dig into the movie, the actual, the actors, the 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 just the plot, the storyline. Like, like tell us like your favorite parts, uh, anything you even noticed, or even that as much as you love this movie. Maybe there are stuff in this movie because I mean, hell, we do it with Back to the Future all the time. I love it, but I always find stuff that I just can't stand about the movie. Are there actual things that you have like that? The, there's nothing that I would say I can't stand about the movie. There, the only thing that, that catches me pretty much every single time I watch it is the the sound. Mm-hmm. It's a little, like, it's off in a couple places. Like, when people are talking, you can tell, like, they, they went and viewed it later on. Yeah. And it's, it's not, it doesn't sync up perfectly. And that always, like, it stands out to me, like, glaringly. But it's never, I'm never like, oh, I hate this. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and because it's a farce. Like I, that's how I take it. Like the, there can be holes in the plot, and I'm okay with it because it's it's a farcical movie. So, it's you know. right on. Yeah. Well, what about you, Renat? Uh, let's let's get into it with you now. Like let's. Uh, you obviously recently watched this, so tell us about Clue. What you know? Go on. What do I like about it? Well, um, or just everything. I love I love how Christopher Lloyd's in it. That just like puts an extra plus, you know, in it. Professor <laughs> Plum. <laughs> like I could just see him being a professor plum, and I, like I played working too, so like I know everything about you know. And then I, I feel like that a lot of '80s movies put Clue in it somehow. Like for one example is Bill and Ted. Like they're playing Clue, or like you know, um, I mean it's not an '80s movie, but like it just I was about to say, I was like, I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm like that was in part two. They they were not playing it in an you're like. Every 80s movie, and you're, like, talking about a movie from the 90s. Oh, no, no, I actually was going to talk about another non-80s movie, but since you brought that up, it is a non-80s movie. But, okay, Mike, Bill and Ted itself, it's 80s. Like, are you really going to technically count that number two, it, part two, is 90s? Are you very technical like that? Well, considering I, I, my feelings on number two, I don't count it at all. But uh... <laughs> You don't like to? I don't. I don't. No. Oh my god, two is so great. I think there's funny moments, but overall, I don't really care for. Her. <laughs> honestly, like I have one and two on DVD, and I could and honestly, I sadly I choose two over one. Don't know why, <laughs> but like <laughs> you're gonna kill me for this. But anyway, um, like getting back to Clue, so no one like tears me apart over Bill and Ted, um. I love Tim Curry. I think he's great in it. They couldn't pick a better person to be the butler. And he's so alive and so funny. And I just love the... It's it just... A, if you think about it, it's a lot of humor that's just like you give a couple seconds and you're like, oh my God. Like, that was funny. And I, I don't know. I love the, the random killing scenes, like the random screens and the whole cut the match and like see which one you get. And I don't know. 
Well, technically, he wasn't the butler, right? Because later on, it reveals that Mr. Body was actually his butter. And then he, I mean, butter, uh, the guy, right? Spoiler alert. Well, I mean, I figure at this point, we we decided, like, eh, they're 80s. Let's spoil the hell out of this movie. You know, I mean. You haven't seen this movie from 1985. Uh, Get on it. Yeah. I mean, it's like the the, the thing about this movie that I, you know, it's um, even before, like, IMDb or anything of that growing up like i always heard about the whole like you know three ending type of thing that when this movie was released you could see uh as specific theaters were playing specific endings so when you watch it now like if you if you watch it on netflix the way i i recently saw it you you get all endings like this you know this is one way it could have happened now let's try this way and here's the real way and better better so at the time like theaters were playing each individual ending so if you wanted to go see the movie you'll get this ending or you'll get that ending or and then some theaters were just flat out telling you this movie's playing ending a this movie theater's playing ending b and stuff like so i thought that was you know groundbreaking at that time but sadly, like the movie was just, it was a flop at, at the, I at the initial. Yeah. Sadly. Wait, what? I never experienced that. Oh, what? this theater is playing ending one and two, like, you know. Well, of course you didn't experience that because you were even born in 85. Nerd. That's what I said. Sadly, I didn't. Oh, sadly. okay. I thought you were just saying, I never experienced that. Like, kind of saying, like, what are you talking about? I didn't see that. Uh, (laughs) Uh, i mean mean, it's like all right for instance what was like i want to ask each of you guys first okay uh our guest there was three endings do you actually have a favorite ending or were you had were you satisfied with the one that they say now here's the real ending um i i enjoy all three uh for different comedic elements some some of the best quotable lines from clue are in each ending the uh, the conversation with Miss Scarlet, uh, there's no more bullets left in that gun. The one plus two plus two plus oh, one, yeah. that whole <laughs> interchange is like for, that's from that ending, and that's great. Uh, from the Mrs. Peacock ending, the uh, just like the Mounties, we always get our man. Mrs. Peacock was a man, like that is from that ending. And then um, and then of course the the one where that's like this is what actually happened. Just the whole turn of Tim Curry being the bad guy and Michael McKean suddenly being, you know, ace FBI guy, and I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Yeah. Like that, it's just <laughs> great. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like the last ending the best, because with that, I felt like, like, I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I was like, man, I would have been pissed off if I got either of the first two endings, because I felt that the last ending was the best ending out of all of them. Because one, it makes them all guilty, you know, uh, Mr. Body, the actual real Mr. Body, he dies, he gets shot, he gets killed, and yeah, yeah, Michael McKeon, he at the end, he's like, yeah, he's like, he's not gay after all, he's like, I'm gonna go sleep with my wife, you know, like, and I thought that was the best ending, because it, it, it makes all of them guilty, you know, and, that, like, so that's why I was just kind of like, I started thinking about that, I was like, fuck, man, I would've, if I were, like, watching the movie, I was like, man, this ending sucked, I'm like, well, they got the good one, you know? And I think they, I think they filmed it with the intention of that being the main ending. And then if you, cause if you pay attention when uh, the way he's surmising everything at the end, if you go back and pay attention to certain scenes when they're in the kitchen and the cook is killed, if you look, uh, Mrs. Peacock and professor Plum are not there. They're not in the group. Mm. And, yeah. then, and then they cut back to it. And then it's like, 
you, Mrs. Peacock, and then they cut back, and then both of them are standing there again. Yeah. And it's like they, they filmed it so that they could do, I think, that main ending just the way they explain how everybody snuck off and killed this person or killed that person. Yeah. But then based on how they had filmed it, they were able to, like, make these two alternate endings kind of using the same scenarios that they that those people were missing from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I, like, with mine, what I think about, like, I really like, of course, little, I love the last ending. I think Tim Curry, I think, is a perfect villain. But then again, I thought Miss Scarlet, I just felt like she was an awesome, like, woman villain. And especially, like, I love that scene, like, when they're talking about the bullets and the gun. And, like, it just confuses you for a second. You're like, so, I don't know. I thought that was funny. (laughs) And I I did notice a lot of times, like, certain people wouldn't be in certain scenes, like, when the cook gets killed or when the cop gets murdered. Like, someone would be purposely missing. And and I'm like, and, and you would, honestly, what I really loved about the movie was you found out that everyone could possibly, could possibly be guilty. And it made it, like, okay, now we really got to see. Because in a lot of mystery movies, you could automatically tell just by noticing things and hearing things. You're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the killer. That's definitely it. But, you know, with this one, it was really hard to tell. Especially for, like, if the first time was watching it. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Because, I mean, all right. Uh, when I first, I first saw this movie back when, in the 80s, actually, when I was a kid, um, and I remember them showing this movie a lot, like, on HBO, and that's how I saw it, like, a lot on HBO during that time, so, and I loved it as a kid, like, I, I, I really got a kick out of this movie, and I love the whole three ending thing, I don't even know what the hell, I never knew the story, like, I honestly, even going in, I watched it last night, half of it last night, it was really late, so I finished watching the rest today, but I never knew going into the movie what the hell the movie was about. I don't know why people were dying. I had no, like, nothing. I was like, damn, I saw this as a kid all the time, and I'm like, okay, now I'm finally going to understand what the hell is going on. So I was kind of happy to finally see it as an adult, but it was cool because, like, when I was a kid, whenever we would play uh, Clue, I had a friend that I, I still know to this day that who had Every, like every single board game of existence like in their house like they had a big room where it was just board games of like they had a mad board game like i never knew anybody that's ever had a mad board game i'm like who the hell has this game and every time we played clue i was always professor plum why because i love christopher lloyd you know <laughs> just because of like oh you know doc brown so i always played professor plum it's like oh this is awesome you know and like when I'm watching it, like, as a kid, I never understood why they were never their colors. Like, like I was just like, well, in the card right here, Miss Scarlet, she's wearing red, you know? It's like, Miss White, she's dressed as a maid. She has white right there. Professor Plum, he's purple, you know? It's like, and then in the movie, I remember it always bothered me. Like, why aren't these bastards, like, in their colors? Like, they're... <laughs> well- there were um their cars the cars they're all driving yeah. their car and their costumes are all the opposite color of what their character would be wearing in the game yes um i know in, in, in the, the color it, spectrum yes and on, on the color wheel if you do it like when you whoop, whoop, it's like yeah. yeah it's the opposite so that's why so if you got you know miss white she's all in black but the opposite of like you know so there yeah if you put it like that so if you're someone that knows like colors design painting all that you would get that so but as a kid i didn't get that i'm like you know this i'm like i want to see professor plum in purple all right what the hell you know i was mad um you know know what i was also thinking like this just just came to my head um christopher lloyd 
1985 and came out back to the future and also um clue i mean of course they had a film in 1984 before like it came out in 1985 so was he doing back to the future and clue at the exact same time like he had to right like he was like doing double the work uh this might have this might have uh been done afterwards because this movie was released even though they were the same year this movie was released at the end of 1985 whereas back to the future was released in the middle of 1985 so i'm not sure yeah plus sometimes uh, because i've i've worked in a film and the the distribution process is really what causes the delays like the film i did we filmed in like 2004 and then we didn't get a distributor for like three or four years so uh-huh. the movie came out in like 2007 uh-huh. and so this could have been one of those situations where they filmed it you know a year or two prior and then yeah. didn't it didn't get distributed until you know 85 yeah yeah that's true because that happened with the first back to the future it was actually shelved because of the company who had it i think what went bankrupt or something so it just got shelved and then that's when i think like nelson entertainment or someone came in bought it and they so back i mean not back i'm sorry bill and ted's excellent adventure so i'm sorry that's what it was. bill and ted's excellent adventure that was the one that was shelved for like i think about a year a year and a half and it was finally released so yeah that does happen so i mean at the same time we don't know if where if it was shot at, I mean, obviously it wasn't shot at the same time, but I mean, yeah. it is, uh, like the one thing it's like, if you notice, uh, <laughs> a random, like extremely weird, small cameo, that's really extremely pointless is if, you know, if you were a fan of, uh, what was it? The go-go's from, uh, the, you know, the eighties band, the uh, our yeah. lips are sealed and a uh, vacation, uh, one of the girls from that group was it uh, Jane Wheeland or whatever. She was a the singing telegram girl. She comes out for like a split second singing and dancing, and then she dies. And I thought that was extremely weird. <laughs> and I didn't catch that when I was a kid. I didn't know. I, that's why, like, like I said, I'm gonna be honest. Watching this movie, like, I I was bored, dude. Like, I did not like this movie at all. There were moments that made me laugh, but I was just like, I get you know, it wasn't more so that I was bored. I think I was getting pissed off because I'm like the hell is going on and it isn't until the very end that i get what's happening i'm like oh i get it but then i'm just like but still i was like man i'm like why did i love this so much as a kid i'm like i i don't know i wasn't like really like a huge fan of this movie i was like all right you know it's a typical like all right but like man but there are certain moments like the the there is moments that really made me laugh like out loud like i'm like i think the very like very almost last line where it was like he starts saying you know it was you know what was it mr green or no what what was it michael mccann's character is it mr green or what what's it yeah yeah he's yeah he's mr green Green, with the revolver and the in the hall you know with the or whatever he says like the whole like clue style way of solving the win the game and i don't know but if you want to know who killed mr body it was me in the hall with the revolver. Yeah, <laughs> and I like that. It made me laugh because it was cool. Like, because it was that it was that one moment that I felt like they they actually threw in the the even though the whole movie's clue, you got all of them get gifts that have all the weapons. I felt that was the most like nod to the actual game. It's like right here, the movie's over. The way the game ends is when you solve it, and that was the solve. Like, oh, and if you're trying to, you know, and I thought that was awesome. Um. There, yeah, there's certain moments there were jokes and all that that I that I enjoyed. Um, 
I, I can't remember most of them, honestly. Uh, there was like, but like I said, as as a whole, I was just like, I mean, it it was, I don't know. It was, uh, I loved it more as a kid. And I, you know, that one song that they constantly, like, it's like known for the clue. Like, even though it plays one point, I always felt like it played throughout the whole movie. But I'm like, oh, they only played it one time. It's the, the Life Could Be a Dream. Life Could Be a Dream. Yeah. You know, that song. I always remember it like as if it was all clue related, but it was only played one time. And that was when like the cop wants to walk around with the dead bodies and they're all like kissing and <laughs> Which is funny because I also like you had that uh with the the song from Adventures in Babysitting and the experience with the other film, like uh, same with the, that song, it's also in the movie Roadhouse. So I get I get mixed feelings when I because I'm a big Roadhouse fan too. Oh. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Like my favorite part in Clue is when they the, the door answers and like you know like like and it's like really it's like porn raining out and they're all at the door and they're like yes <laughs> and guys like yeah oh. they just like say like he needs to make a phone call and then he's like he's like and he's like just one second and they close the door on him and like or no like they they turn around or something and then they say oh yeah you can come in like but they debated on letting him in because they thought like he was like the killer or something I think it was the yeah. cop. Was it the cop? Yeah, yeah. the cop. They uh, they do that with the with the motorist too. When he asks the motorist, the, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, like just one moment, and they all turn and huddle, and then when they invite him in, and he's like, "Where is it? What the body? What what body? No, there's nobody in the in the hall." Or the, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, there was little moments that did make me laugh. I think it was the cop one though, where they open the door. Where he's like, no, I'm gonna open the door. They open the door. They yeah. see the cop, and they just close it right away. But then yeah. they open it again, all smiling. He's like. Hey, what's going on? You know, there's a car, you know, abandoned. I oh, I remember another scene that made me laugh is when when Miss Peacock asks, um, I forget her name, the the maid. She asks her like, he's like, where's the little? Is there a little girl's room? And she goes, wee oui, wee. Oui. And she's like, no, I just want to powder my nose. And I don't know why that made me laugh. I was like, all right, that you know, that was funny. Or or when Mister Green gets thrown into the bathroom and he walks yeah. out and he's like just washes like he's just wiping his hand like he just used the bathroom yeah there are moments that i like because it's like subtle the humor's subtle like it's just it's quick there's a lot of that mm. in it um but like i said as a whole i just felt like i don't know i didn't fully like enjoy it but i understand there's a huge cult following on this movie like it's massive like like yeah it was it was a flop it actually let's see it when it was released it, it was on a budget of 15 million and it only yeah, made, made like three. yeah uh, yeah fourteen mil, and and yeah it, it it didn't even make its budget back yet. But now it's it's a massive like you know. And there's movies like for instance I don't really care about it, but on Rotten Tomatoes, um, it's rated like at sixty seven percent. There's tons of other movies that were flops and are still considered flops on Rotten Tomatoes, and this movie has a a higher higher release. I don't know. I just gotta say, Tim Curry, um, great freaking, um, I just thought he was great in the movie, I like the way he, he acts, you know, it's sad uh, to say that, you know, he, he's, has health issues now, he had a stroke, uh, I think it was like a while ago, and now, you know, so it's like, oh, you know, it's sad, you know, but it's just, it's cool seeing him, you know, in the movie, uh, Christopher Lloyd, you know, he kind of plays off, I mean, he is a perv in the movie, in a sense, because he, he slept with one of his, his, uh, his patience, so that's the the whole hidden story of all of them. Um, 
I mean, all in all, that's what's, great. that's what's great about like those little those little character details, like when they talk about Miss Scarlet, where she's like, "I run a, a specialized service to provide gentlemen with the company of a young lady," and Professor Plum's like, "Really? What's the phone number?" Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, um, yeah, there, see, yeah. See, that's what it is about this movie. There are a lot of like little subtle, mo- like you gotta catch it. Like I feel it's one of those when. You pay if you're paying attention. Yeah, you'll catch that because it's not flat out. We're like we're gonna throw a joke and it's gonna be a big one where the laughs or like it's so obvious. Like no, it's like this one. If you're paying attention, they just like literally like throw it in there so quick, and if you don't hear it, you'll miss it. You know. So there's a lot of that type of humor in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think what I'm gonna do. Um, I I just I really like movies like that. I find them hysterical. Um, but I am gonna post the picture of me at. The, um, um, part of my play actually and it's it, it, I mean like and I just love being on stage and if I could do Clue I would do it like a thousand times and why did you choose to be a character oh yeah let's let's add to see who would who character you well we all know Sanchu would be like Professor Plum um, but I probably I, I, I like um, Miss Scarlet I think she's pretty cool mm-hmm. so like her dangerous side she's very like like very classy esque, beautiful slash I'm dangerous, like beware type of look, and yeah. Well, yeah. base it off one of the endings, she was a dangerous one. <laughs> Absolutely, that's what I love. I kind of wish they get that ending. But what about you, Mike? Who would you uh, bet? Uh, Wadsworth. Absolutely. Like, yeah. I that a lot of people like they think Tim Curry and they're like, oh, Rocky Horror Picture Show. Like for me, this movie put him on the map for me. Like. I would pretty much watch anything that he did after this. Um, there's a, actually a similar film called Oscar with uh, Sylvester Stallone that's based on a stage play. It takes place in uh, one one location in a giant house. Um, and I think, I want to say Jonathan Lynn uh, was involved in that because he directed Clue. And I think he also may have directed that one as well. But Tim Curry is in that. Has a kind of a small part, but he's like, I, I saw it because of him. Like when I was like Sylvester Stallone doing comedy. Uh, no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but I heard, I heard that Tim Curry was in it, and I watched it, and it's actually, I think, I think it's a great film. That's awesome. I'm looking, I'm... but no, it, it doesn't show that he directed the movie because it says Jonathan Lynn as director. He did Nuns on the Run, My Cousin Vinny, The Stringless Gentleman, Greedy, Sergeant Bilko, and by that point, it's already passed. So. Doesn't show that he did it. He was in. So he had some involvement included. Didn't he did he help? Did he co-write it or? No, uh, Jonathan Lynn directed it, and he also written part. No, of... but he was talking about Oscar. Oh, okay, I'm sorry because he was talking about Clue, and that's why like I yeah, jumped. but I thought Jonathan Lynn had some involvement. It's either him or John Landis, maybe. I'm not sure. I thought one of those two had some involvement in Oscar. Oh yeah, because John because John Landis also written part with Jonathan Lynn Clue. Just saying. Yeah, it was those two who read it, who wrote in it. Um, if you're wondering why, I know I have a a little cheat sheet. <laughs> what? Oh, John John Landis directed. There we go. So that 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 is the not not the because John Landis did was like it was executive produced and story by John yeah, Landis. He did the story by yeah, I know he didn't. I know John Landis didn't direct Clue, but I knew he had some involvement with it. And uh, well, yeah, I wasn't sure if it was him or Jonathan Lynn on Oscar, but it must have been Landis. Both of those guys. Like, Jonathan Lynn has gone on to direct some things that I've really enjoyed. 
uh, and John Landis is just, he's a brilliant director. Yeah. When it comes to comedy. So. Wow. You know, there were, there were originally, it was like a, a few years ago, um, they had announced that they were going to be doing again a remake of Clue. Really? Yeah. I mean, it's obviously, they, they, it's been like dropped. Like they're not doing it. Yeah. I think I heard something about that when they were doing the, the board games. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess when uh, when Battleship turned out to be such a piece of crap, they decided <laughs> maybe it wasn't such a good idea. You can't compare Battleship to Clue. Battleship really doesn't have a storyline. It's just killing ships. <laughs> like B2. It wasn't even, wasn't even, well, that's what's dumb about it. Like Battleship, if they would have made Battleship like a period film about Battleships fighting other battleships without <laughs> radar, I probably would have been on board. But when you make it about the modern Navy fighting Transformers, essentially, mm-hmm. like, it, that doesn't do anything for me. That's stupid. I think the closest thing to Battleship has to be down Periscope, if you've ever seen it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the closest thing to, like, I think, Battleship. Oh, and, and funny, too. Funny. Uh, you know, I, I, that's, it's cool, Michael, that you say that, though, because... That would have been awesome. That would have been a, ver- a better version of Battleship, where it, what it did take, to, you know, during a period piece without the whole like yeah radar, like of the technology that we have today, that mm-hmm. would have made a better movie. That seriously would have made a better movie, like because then it would have been like it would have made more sense. Like we're trying to hit these ships, and are right, we got to get them? Instead, like you throw in aliens, and I think it was they were just trying to ride off the cups of like freaking Transformers. Like let's do it yeah. that way. So I don't know. I never saw it. I just I I already felt like this is gonna be garbage, and I never. Watched I saw it. it was a piece of shit. It literally was a piece of shit. I didn't get it. like as soon as I wa- I watched 15 minutes in Bava, and I was like, okay, turn it off. It's horrible. I think I watched it on demand, and I sat through the whole thing since I paid three bucks for it. Um, <laughs> it's one of those like I need to watch it. Yeah, it was pretty bad. <laughs> you know what I'm wondering? I mean, I know this is not 80s, but like Godzilla, since they're making a Godzilla movie, I wonder if they're doing like an Ultraman movie. You know, so like eventually they're gonna like collide, like because back in the day they had like Godzilla and Ultraman movie. Well, they did this. The current one that came out, they left it up open for sequels, and I think it made a ton of money. So there's always a possibility. That'd be cool to see Ultraman, like a new Ultraman. Mm-hmm. Well, I remember Spielberg, like, two years ago, was was, was going to do a movie called King of the Monsters that were mm-hmm. going to be, like, all these big monsters. But I don't know whatever happened to that. And I just remember it was it was going to feature, like, like that, Ultraman, freaking uh, Godzilla, and all, all these, like, main characters where they're all battling now. But I have no idea what the hell happened with that movie. Maybe they couldn't get the rights to it or something like that. Because, probably. Because of America's last treatment of Godzilla. <laughs> it's probably what happened. Uh, can I ask a, uh, a question for uh, Renata that's kind of off off topic? Uh, still, I can tie this to the 80s, though. I can't. Uh, no, dude, ask whatever you want. Okay. Um, has anyone ever told you that you look like Gina Davis? Like, for, like, like Beetlejuice era, maybe. No, I never got that, really? Yes. <laughs> and, I, and I mean that in a, in a good way. Like, it's... It, Every time I'm seeing you on this this hangout right now, like that's what I keep thinking. I'm like, I'm talking to Gina Davis right now. This is weird. <laughs> I mean, I actually never got that, and I love Gina Davis, especially in A League of Their Own and Beetlejuice, and I don't know. I just I've always I always ha- thought she was beautiful. Like there was something beautiful about her. Oh, but thank you. That I never got that before. I think the only thing that I got in like probably, I mean. 
I, I got um, Sophia Loren. That's the, like when my hair is straight. That's the only thing I got. <laughs> and that's the, only, it's the only thing. You're really. right. I, I, I mean, I do see like like you know Gina Davis from Beetlejuice, but when she has her mouth all open with the eyeballs and all that, that's when I see. That's messed up. That's oh, okay. Messed up. okay. okay. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you look like Doctor Xavier. Like you know, only needs a wheelchair. Yeah, I just need the long hair though. Because <laughs> he had a beard at that point. Either if I'm fully shaving, then yeah. But that's kind of cool. I'm an yeah, X-Men. That's not bad. <laughs> All right. So we're at the end. So let's let's do some um, final thoughts here, uh, Michael. Because this is your favorite movie. And obviously our fans sometimes, maybe they've never seen this movie. Even though we kind of spoiled it for them. Like, you know, it doesn't matter. But it's like, here's like, you know, give those final thoughts on the movie. And at the same time, trying to get, you know, people to be like, hey, you know, you should check out this movie. Or anything you want to say on this movie. Here's your final thoughts. Well, I mean, if you're if you're a fan of the board game, I feel like there's enough nods to the game itself. I mean, even down to the minute details, like the actual pattern of the floor in the set in the mansion is modeled after the board game. The layout of the rooms is the same. The secret passages, you know, like you mentioned, the weapons. Like, to me, there's enough nods that makes it worth it if you're a fan of the game to check it out. But ultimately, if you like slapstick, farcical comedy, like, to me, it's... It is great. It's very fast-paced, a lot going on. And if you're into that, then, you know, you should definitely check it out. Um, the closest thing I can think of in more modern terms of a film that's similar would be uh, Rat Race. Yes! Yeah, it's true. And it's, it's a very similar style. It's an ensemble. There's a lot of slapstick comedy. Everyone's a moron. And, it, you know, it works really well. So. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. So this... This week's movie, recommended by our guests, and we talked about it, is 1985's Clue. Yes, very, very awesome. I was trying to hold from coughing because I swallowed water down the wrong tube. I was like, no, don't die. Uh-oh. That's why I stayed yeah. quiet, all, all weird. All right, so there you have it. All right, cool. Um, Yeah, like I said, I'm a... I mean, it's, I mean, hell, it's, it's one of those movies, because it does seem like when, when I started reading about it, it's either you see people, I hated it, or I loved it. Like, you don't really see, like, eh, that's all right. You see a ton <laughs> of hate and love for this movie, you know? It's, it's so, and honestly, fans, if you've never seen this movie, check it out. You might be one of those that finds a masterpiece, or you might think it was garbage, either or. But you do have a great cast of actors in there, you know? Um, so, it's a, it, it, all in all, I mean, I honestly say, give it a shot, check it out. I loved it as a kid. You know, I it, there's a lot of nods to freaking yeah, like you said to the to the whole um, uh, board game clue. So, you know, give it give it a shot, ladies and gentlemen. Check it out. You know. So, what about you, Renaud? Final words. Yeah, um, awesome movie. I just want to thank you, Michael, for coming on the show. You were an awesome guest to have, an awesome first guest. And um, thank you for <laughs> saying I look like Gina Davis. <laughs> really good compliment. I'm actually going to tell you that. You know, some person told me I look like Gina Davis from Beetlejuice. When she's all like, shriveled as a, as a, in a bride, you know, when she's all shriveled as Anne. Well, you're sloth. You look all distorted right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, awesome. All right. <laughs> all right. So, you know what? I, I, I was going to do something here. As you guys know, I always do a, Sanchez 80s song of the week, but I thought, you know what? Why don't we give it to our fan? Why don't you give us 
the our eighties uh, song of the week. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know I just threw it right at you, and you're like, uh, you got you got you got to help a guy out before you just put him on the spot. Like <laughs> well, what is your? I mean, all right. When it comes to like, do, are you a fan of eighties music? I am a fan of eighties music, but I'm right now I'm like drawing blanks mainly because. Throughout this whole conversation, I've been thinking about my top five that you had asked me oh. earlier. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 I actually remembered Ferris Bueller's Day Off is one is, is one of those is in my, oh, in my top five. That, that is a great one. So I'll say any any song from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. There you go. <laughs> oh, okay, cool. Now, all right. Well, for the exception of, uh, I mean, I, I I honestly I find it it's a funny in a sense song, kind of like all right, but. I can't stand the. Oh yeah. <laughs> I I don't know. I can't. I just hate that. that you do that song. surprisingly well. <laughs> <laughs> All you do is, is it's it's inward singing. I learned that from Tenacious D. You just go. Oh yeah. You just breathe in. You breathe in. That's all it is. It's weird. You breathe it in it's and you talk. That, that song is from two '80s movies. It's actually in uh, in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, and then it's also in The Secret to My Success. <laughs> Yes, in the in the beginning, right when he's in the limo and the um, yeah, it's in that, and then it's also like a big like co- comedy scenario at the end where everyone's trying to sneak into each other's bedrooms, and it's playing at that point too. Oh, okay. like in the night, like everyone's trying to sleep with somebody else, and they're all sneaking around. Yeah, and it's playing. At the end as I well. never finished watching that movie. I had it. We had it when I was a kid. Like we had it on VHS. And I just remember I've only seen like the beginning part, but I never after I would get bored as a kid, so I never finished watching it. <laughs> But I just remember the beginning, the the whole like, oh, 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 yeah, you know, and then <laughs> and then at the end of um, it plays out through the whole end of Ferris Bueller when he's getting on the bus, yeah, and she's like, what did she say, gummy bear? <laughs> All right, but they're warm because they've been in her pocket. Yeah. All right. So so okay. So I have a, I um, I think I have it. Let's see. Hold on. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> music. Um, yeah, you know, okay, I yeah, we'll 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 do that. I'll I, I'll I'll pick a song from um uh Ferris Bueller stays off. Let's see. Oh, here it is from the English Beat. So, all right. So, I'm gonna give you March of the Swivel Heads. That is by the English Beat. It is the song at the at during the part where Ferris Ferris Bueller is having to rush home, going through people's backyards, trying to get home before his sister and his mom beat him to the house. And that cool little song with the cool trumpets and all that, the whole ska mm-hmm. sound and everything, that's the mm-hmm. song we're going to be picking for uh, 80s Song of the Week this week. So check it out at the end of the episode, March of the Swivel Heads by The English Beat. I didn't look up the year when it was released or anything, but it's okay. No worries about it because it was right off, you know, improvised into this point all right cool all right so once again uh thank you michael for being a, a guest a very first guest on our show uh choosing clue making us watch clue um and, <laughs> <laughs> and, you know um i tied you down <laughs> like, we're gonna watch you like, the hose right. again <laughs> So yeah, no, but seriously, uh, you know, here give give us uh, your plugs, give the plugs out to the fans so that where they could find, you know, for your show, any info and all that. And I know 
tonight you guys record. So, oh, well, when people are going to listen to us, it won't be tonight, yeah. but it's Sunday. Yeah. But go on, give well, your plug. Yeah, we do, uh, we do have our live show on uh, chaoticradio.com on Sunday nights from 8 to 10 p.m. Uh, Pacific Standard Time. The uh, podcasts from that are always available on iTunes and Stitcher and on our website at uh, Uh You can like us on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash jackofallnerds, and on Instagram and Twitter at jackofallnerds as well. There you awesome. go. Well, thank you, sir. Well, once again, and, thank and you. Thank you guys again just for having me. This has been, it's been a lot of fun. I was, I was really looking forward to this, and it was, it was fun. Awesome. I'm, I'm like, I'm honestly really happy you like hanging out with us because I think by the end of this, I was kind of nervous. He's probably like, I don't want to listen to the show anymore because it's how many fans are and we're a little weird, but like, <laughs> but that's great that you got enjoyed it and promise. And I, I really feel like this is a promise from me and Sanch. If Sanch, you want to agree upon this right now, when we do weird science, we'll bring Michael back. Yeah, of course. We'll, we'll have him. We'll do weird science and we'll bring him back. I mean, Absolutely. that's if he wants to do it. Because what if he's oh, like, yeah. <laughs> tonight? Hey, any anytime you guys want to have me back, I will be more than happy to come back on. I love 80s movies, and uh, Weird Science is definitely one of my faves. So from from the John Hughes collection, I love it. So I'll, I'll, <laughs> absolutely. Hey, wait. I know you've in for one that's just, like, really, like, deep 80s movie. And you're just like, and I, I, I just could tell. And I was like, you know what? Let's bring him back. I feel like we should, you know? <laughs> hey, is that your logo on your hat? Uh, yeah, that, that nobody can see because of the poor lighting. And, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. We need to get an idiot one like that. Boom. Get me a hat, Sanch. Huh? Get me a give me a hat. I deserve one. Yeah, you, yeah. yeah, you deserve it, you princess. When you stick your head <laughs> in the sand and you know go enjoy Please your prom. Yeah. <laughs> enjoy your prom and. <laughs> Breakfast Club, sir. Where do you stand on that one? Uh, that actually, that would probably be one of my top five, actually. Oh wow, awesome! What about Back to the Future? Uh, that would be now that I'm past my top five. That would be in my top five. That'd be in my top six. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, so there we have it, ladies and gentlemen. We had a great time. You know, first guest. This was our first, and it's going to be the first of many guests. He'll be returning back when we end up doing weird science and i know renata has been wanting to do weird science so we'll be figuring it out soon so once again ladies and gentlemen thanks for tuning in you guys could follow us on instagram you know it's 88 uh mph uh podcast we're on twitter we have our own tumblr and we have a facebook and you know you could always find us all by checking us out you know um instagram it's 88 mph pod twitter it's just 88 miles per hour podcast Facebook, likewise, you know, 88 Miles Per Hour Podcast. You could all find us, look us up. You know, we're, we're you know, iTunes, Stitcher, Podgods Network. So thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Now it's time for all of us to just, uh, I'm, you know, I never had anything for a guest, actually. But I don't know. It's, it's all, it, it's time. For long. Yeah. <laughs> it's time for all of us to, uh, you know, figure out the murder and then walk away and get into our DeLorean and travel back into the Back to the future. There you go. Boom. <laughs> you know, it's improvised. Is that, your, is that your standard, your standard sign-off is the, uh, is the DeLorean? Yeah, so yeah. DeLorean. Yeah, we get, we get back into, we get into DeLorean and travel back and back to the future. 
but usually I always try to relate it to whatever the episode was about. But today was kind of hard. I'm like, how can I relate Clue with... We figured out the murder. We took Michael along like Jennifer, and we traveled back to the future. Ah, there you go. See? (laughs) Ah, see? Don't don't leave me in an alternate 1985 on on my porch, (laughs) unconscious. Yeah, after, after solving the murder... Figuring out that it was Mr. <laughs> Mr. Green in the hallway with the revolver, we all got into the DeLorean and traveled back to the future. Or we could do this. Well, we figured out that Doc Brown disguised himself as Professor Plum. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> back to the future. <laughs> I like that one better, so there you go. <laughs>
Sorry for interrupting this great podcast you're listening to, but I'm Cody from Yeah, A Lot of People Like That, a great new movies podcast. Myself, along with my co-host Charlie, sit down and attempt to catch up on some movies that have passed us by. Recent episodes include box office hits such as The Avengers and Silver Lang's Playbook, along with some smaller movies such as Cabin in the Woods and I Saw the Devil. Join us as we give a second opinion on movies, while also talking recent movies, movie trailers, movie news, and just pretty much anything else we want to talk about. You can find us on Twitter and Facebook, and listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher. You don't have to search the whole long name of the show. We made it simple. Just search Yelpcast. That's Y-A-L-P-C-A-S-T. Yelpcast. Nice, short, and simple. Give us a listen. You won't regret it. Now back to your regular scheduled program. This has been a Brothers Bear Network production.